podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What is happening everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is Mick and Christian once again to have a little chat about our new fella. What's he called, lads? Zaboslai? Soboslai? Whatever. Whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah. yeah, new number eight. So we'll get, we'll get stuck into that. A bit of transfer stuff with maybe Lavia and Two Ram. A bit of other stuff. Tiago and new kits and whatever else towards the end as well. Uh, but before we get into it properly christian how's it going you haven't been on for a while it's been a while since we had a just a chat me and you i mean it probably wasn't that long ago but it feels like a long time ago because we usually do shows every fucking two days or whatever or three days <laughs> yeah i'm good I, it's, you know I, I got the feeling before that i fucking haven't spoken like english for a long time like we normally <laughs> do like you say like twice a week so i felt like yeah Obviously, write in English on Twitter and with you loads, but then to speak it and then don't do it for like a couple of weeks, you kind of, I wouldn't say I lose anything, but it's just need, you need to reset your mind a bit and you'd be like, ah, yeah. so, but I'm fine. I'm having holidays. Um, so I'm off work for a total six weeks, uh, parental leave as well. But now I've got four weeks together with a family before I have the last week together with my daughter. So I'm, I'm just chilled, uh, trying to relax and just read you know rumors that is very interesting and exciting things happening with liverpool as, uh, as well so trying to just enjoy and hope for good weather uh, it's been great but now it's a little bit cloudy and have, have been raining as well so i hope for more sunny weather before you know it's time to to go back to work in a couple of weeks yeah well it's been pretty horrific here today like raining pretty much all day it's only just stopped but apparently we're going to get the hottest july on record so i mean what are we on third of july i haven't seen any of that record <laughs> weather yet like still wait still waiting for that but I'm sure we will at some point um but i was gonna say moving on to hot players but that sounds a bit mad but he is a good looking fella like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what are you what are your thoughts on on the boss like then because it's it's been funny like because we've been obviously talking all the time about like who we'd sign and whatever and Zaboslai was never really it kind of was one that came out of nowhere I suppose like the Fabinho one where they just dropped the news and no one had any clue no journalist knew whatever else this one's kind of came from from a random place um obviously once it started to pick up traction like Joyce and Ornstein knew about it but it's one of them that we haven't I suppose it hasn't been like a long winded out process trying to get a player in it's been like one of those that there's a release clause we've met the release clause and he's 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 come to liverpool but how how excited are you because I, I suppose you're like me you haven't seen loads of them apart like bits of champions league and, and bundesliga and stuff like that but twitter clips and youtube clips uh are very good because you see all the good stuff but i just feel like it's 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 clear what what Klopp's trying to do, especially with this following the McAllister signing as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to be honest. Like you said, I haven't seen him loads, but in Champions League, a few games of Bundesliga as well. Uh, and, you know, he's still a young lad. He's only like 22. Um, so I remember uh, I've seen him, you know, when he was about 19, 20, I think, you know, he, he played for uh, Salzburg before. Obviously, that's the, the, what do you call it? Like sister club to Leipzig as well. So, uh, many have taken that step from that club to to play in the Bundesliga after, um, 
and you know he came through quite young uh you know making it on the big stage and he got this player profile that i would say is very interesting and i wouldn't think that liverpool were after him you know if you were talking to you know we were talking in a couple of weeks or months before like just knowing that he was a good player and he had the future for him uh watching him on in the champions league and sometimes in the Bundesliga, league like i said uh i just felt like that's maybe not the pl- the kind of player that we are looking for at the moment because we need to rebuild in a different way uh like we've seen now obviously with McAllister, he's a certain player that we you know thought thought that we need like an engine but still with creativity um and other players but now when you know when the first rumors broke out about that we were after him and you know things were going quite quickly I was really excited because I thought, you know, what I've seen of him, the way he plays, the way he can play in different positions, you know, he's uh, he's uh, he, he's got a great foot as well, you know, he's great technique and he's still very, very young. So it means that he can develop loads in a club like Liverpool on the club. So when it happened, I felt like this is, this is you know, uh, everyone was talking about Mason Mount, you know, and how he could play on the club because he's also a certain kind of same player you know can play in different positions is is good in that way but to be honest when we got linked with Soboslai and um Mason Mount looks like he's going to Man United obviously but I was more like he, you know it's a level up for us like he's you know he's he's younger I think than Mason Mount but he's also better already in my opinion so I'm very excited that we got him and I'm just happy now that we got you know someone that can be a another star for us obviously wearing the number eight as well which comes with a bit of pressure but also with you know i like that he, he chooses it because it, it it means that he's got this self-confidence you know and he's ready to to make his own mark on um on you know at anfield and playing for us so you know i think it's a great signing and the two signs we have done already is class in terms of uh what it cost us and also talent yeah 95 95 million i mean it's still crazy money, but that's that's what footy is nowadays, isn't it? It's just it's just madness. Um, but to get those two for ninety five is is a pretty good start, and I, I'm sure we'll sign a couple more. I think people were getting a bit nervous before the Zobosly signing because there was a, quite a big gap between the McAllister one and this one. So people obviously the the more days go by on Twitter, the more people are getting more depressed and just being like, uh, when are we signing someone?" And as we know, we talk about Twitter every show because. We were both addicted to it, and it, but it's just so funny um, to see people it just get just losing the shit all the time, just not being patient. Like stuff like this takes time, and like you said, he's 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 come in, he's he's tucked the number eight, and I, I thought McAllister would do that. Um, he hasn't, but Zobersly, obviously the the whole thing with like the tattoo and that on his arm, which apparently Gerard said quoted that. I don't know. If he did ever say that, I saw like a funny, a funny one. It was like, oh yeah, have you seen? I've seen a uh, Zobersly's tattoo, and someone just like over over the tattoo, they just put, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I was just pissing myself laughing. That was so. Funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, like you said, like it, it takes balls to come in and just go, yeah, number eight, yeah, I love this number. I know who's been there before, but he's following. He's not following on from Gerard. He's following on for Navigator, so we can. The sky's the limit for the for the kids, and like you said, he's got the, all of the, the all the attributes to play that like right of a two and a in a in a forward right of a two and a, in a box midfield on, to the to the right of uh, McAllister. Then you've got Salah and Gakpo and Diaz as a three. Like just looking at that on paper, because I saw someone poster on Twitter before, it just looks like 
it just looks like cheat code stuff, especially if you've got <laughs> the base the base of the midfield. You've got Trent and I don't know, but Pachetic, Thiago, Fabinho, whoever Joan, whoever you want in there. There's so many options, and I think just signing two players like that, um, which we should have done last year. I think we can all we can all admit that this these type of deals should have happened last year, really. Uh, but we're now making them, and that's why it's even more exciting. But um, I just wanted to, I mean, we might as well talk about, I mentioned Thiago there. We might as well talk about that before we move on to like other players we've been linked with because um, Twitter again, losing the shit because he's took his, <laughs> he's took LFC out of his bio or something on, on Instagram, um, which anything like that, it's just blown up to like, it's made, a mountain's made out of a molehill for just for the sake of it because that's what Twitter is. I mean, it could be something in it, like you said before we started recording, but most likely it's not. But how would you feel? Because when Thiago kept getting injured last year, I was like, at the end of my tether, I was like, it's probably time for him to go because we just can't keep having a player who keeps getting injured all the time on that m- amount of money every week. And as good as he is, we need someone who's available all the time. And I think, uh, but like, like we've said, with the two that we've brought in, Thiago's game time will be less, but if he's happy to accept that, and he's got he's got an end of contract date, which is next year. So if he wants to spend one more year trying to do some magic in the in the Premier League with us or in the cups and the Europa League, then I don't think any of us will begrudge him that because we know how good he is. But I suppose it's down to him, isn't it? I think that's the thing. Like if he wants to go, then with I think we need to get two more in, ideally. But if we keep Thiago, then I think we only need one more of, I mean, Lavia or Turan. But I think you're the same as me in like wanting to to keep Thiago because he's, he's he is a magician and he's good to have. Yeah, I would love you know I would love if he uh, stayed at Liverpool uh, and saw his contract out and we could use him in you know in the games where we feel that we can use his uh, quality you know being a midfield maestro, his passes and all that kind of stuff. But it also like you said means with with new midfield players that we can we can you know make him rest more have time to recover and then play him in certain games and you know that can help him obviously as well not being injured all the time but it's hard to say because you still have to be training and in training you know if you're an injury prone player you can get injured easily in training as well and you're out anyway and i think you know if he's on whatever they say is two hundred and twenty thousand pounds a week um and never available uh, and we can't use his quality maybe it's time if we get like a a good you know a good if someone comes in with a with with a good uh, uh bid on him and we might just use the money to you know put in for someone else in the transfer market and also use obviously the money that is left for you know uh for his wages and we can actually split it up into if you like you know there will be whatever that will be, you know, 100-something, you know, to each of whatever young players could come in, like we mentioned, Turam or Lavia. Just for an example, you know, it's it, it will be a huge, um, a, a huge amount of money that can be used into, you know, the the, the new uh, Liverpool generation of players, if you like. So whatever happens, I think, you know, it will be for the good. But if he, did, if he decides to stay because he wants to stay and the, or, you know, Klopp and his staff wants him to stay because we think that we can use him now in a different way, that he isn't forced to play every game, that we can actually have other quality players doing the job like Soboslai and McAllister and the others are, that are still there. Uh, you know that's a good thing as well. So whatever we do, I think it's just you know depends on 
I, I will back it up, whatever they decide to do. I, I'm not going to be one of them like, oh, if he stays, oh, he should have left. Or if he if he leave, oh, he should have stayed. I'm more like, whatever they decide to do, it's because they have a uh, have a goal and aim for it. And I'll, I'll probably back it up. And, I, you know, I love Thiago as a footballer. So if he stays, you know, I'm happy days. Because I, I just like to know that we got quality on the training pitch as well. Because that would help, you know, the younger lads, you know, to look up to someone who's who's playing like him. Yeah, Bacetic especially, because he's kind of tough. Uh, Bichetti under this wing, hasn't he, Thiago? So if he can stay, I think if he, the 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 problem would be if he had more than a year left. I think if he had two years left on, you'd be like, what do you do? It's a bit more tricky because, like, well, you, if you sell him now, you get a maximum amount. You'll probably get as much mo- mo- as much most as you would ever get because he's he's the youngest he's ever going to be um, in in that way. So, but because he's what one year left, I just feel like it's easy just to go. Well, just just. Either you want to go or you just stay and you go on you go on a free in 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 the summer and you go wherever you want to go whether that's Saudi or America or wherever else he wants to go. I'm sure he'll have hundreds of clubs lined up for him because you only have to listen to what people say about him and in many interviews like how good he is. So in a way, it's like I wouldn't say it's the same as Milner, but I, I agree with you. Like having someone like him in and around who's been there, done it, won everything. Is that those like um, those type of things? You can't you can't put money on them. I don't think in terms of showing being a pro, showing the rest how to do it, being there, like just being a just being a boss on the on the field, basically. And I think he was he was one of the few that was actually up until we started playing well at the end of last season. For when we were going through that shit patch. Thiago had a few bad games, but at least he was he was at least trying. He was trying to get his stuck in. He was yeah. trying to make stuff happen. Um, but when Liverpool just weren't playing well, there was not on Thiago. He couldn't have done it on his own, is, is my point. So he's one of the few that had any credit going through that that weird stage of the season where we just kept getting beat all the time. And it was just like we were just coming on here and just talking about getting beat to like Brighton and then whoever else. More, more defeats and we're just laughing about it. Thiago was one of the few that was actually... All right, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with him. Uh, but like we said, but, but, but on, I sorry. just wanted to add on that. In my opinion, as well, you know, you've got like so it's like coming in McAllister coming in, um, new players to Liverpool, you know, in a new environment, new you know, with new teammates as well. Uh, obviously, it's a higher level of what they've been playing, you know, in before. Uh, in my opinion, and uh, in my opinion as well, I think you can learn from. Everyone like Subasly and McAllister will learn from Henderson. They will learn, you know, even if people think stuff about him not being good enough anymore and stuff. But you can, you can, you can watch him and and understand what it takes to be a professional, to be the captain of Liverpool, to you know, uh, always lead by an example. You can learn from Fabinho in the way that he plays, you know, in terms of tactics. Then they can look at the Thiago, for example, like I said, if he's staying, you know, and look at he, you know, he. He, he doesn't just boss the midfield and the way he plays, you know, keep the rhythm and his passes. So for Soboslai and McAllister, for them to come in to, you know, the players they will um, compete with and play with and train with, there's something from each and every one of them that they can look at and try to learn from. So that's why I also would like Thiago to stay for another year for them new, really good midfielders that we bought because only for a year they will learn so much from him even if he doesn't play and because he's you know i wouldn't say injured because you know we use McAllister and Sabazlis instead uh or whatever or you know got Curtis Jones as well but you know it, all them players can give something to the new lads and i think like you said you can't 
you can't underestimate the importance of that as well. Sometimes if you have a world-class player like Thiago, use him the last year to learn his, you know, what he's experienced through his career to the new kids because they will take it and they will obviously probably develop from it as well. So sometimes you have to look a little bit further than just a player with wages and, you know, move on and earn some money. It means a lot to have them on a training pitch as well. Yeah, and I think the last half an hour of a game and you've 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 been dealing with someone else, then you see Thiago getting warmed up, you're like, fuck's sake. Especially like especially against like low block teams, if we need to Thiago's just a master of keeping the ball ticking over. There's times last year especially where we, like that weird patch of the of the season where we were just getting beat every week where we just move weren't moving the ball fast enough. We're just easy to play against. Thiago's one of the few that keeps it moving, especially with the likes of if he's playing at a base of a two with Trent, and you've got McAllister and Sobersly ahead of him. There's going to be loads of interchanging of of yeah. players, passing sequences, runs in behind with Nunes, Gakpo, Diaz, Salah, whoever whoever you want. But there's it looks very it looks very nice to look at um, what what it could potentially be if he sticks around. So hopefully he does. Um, but yeah, we were talking about like Lavia and Ch- and Tiram. Um, so say for thirty's sake that Thiago stays, I reckon we'll, I reckon we'll sign one of them, who, who of the small amount you've seen, same as me probably, because no one's really seen loads of them. I mean Lavia, I've seen more Lavia of course because he's in the Premier League and I've watched Southampton now and again when they're on t- when they're on the telly. Um, which one of those do you think? I suppose, which one do you think would suit us more? It's a tough one, but I think we would need a number six more, like someone who can be more of a backup to Fabinho. Yes, we got Bicetic, uh, but he's still very young. You know, uh, you know, uh, I know that he showed his skills, and I really do believe in him. I think he's something really, you know, different, and that he will actually, you know, take uh, more steps and develop even more this season, and then he will become hopefully a regular for us, you know, play in the future as well. But it, you know, you, you never know with injuries, whatever, you know, need a rest and you need to, you know, even if you're a young kid, like we've seen with Curtis Jones, you can get those stress factors, you know, and you can get those weird things. So, you know, to be able to help uh, players without being, you know, playing with too much and get the, their um, bodies that are still growing, give them rest and all that kind of stuff with all the muscles and things going on when they, at that age, because we saw it with the, you know, the likes of Gerard and Owen when they played as well when they were young. So it's, it's nothing new. So Lavia would probably suit us most in terms of what we need. But, you know, in my opinion, I would love to ram what I've seen of him, you know, in terms of being, you know, someone with muscles, a big body with uh, speed and like a bit of, uh, uh, you know, Gini Vinaldum uh, type. But uh, something different as well. But it's hard, it's hard to pick one, you know, because I, I said to you before we start recording as well. I really like uh, the, the the transfer target of Lavia because he's still very young. But he he's someone that came through the Man City academy, you know. So he must be good at start to actually be playing for them at a the young age. You know, they pick you know top talents out there. Uh, he's only 19 years of age. He played in the Premier League already. Yes, he was relegated, but, you know, he's played in Southampton. It's not only up to, to one player. It's a collective thing. So he might just have loads of talent that Klopp can, you know, develop as well. We know how he can do it really, really good with young players. So if, if the 
if the fee is the right one, because I've heard your old rumours, our red rumours today about, you know, 50 million pounds, which is a little bit too much. If we can get that down a bit, I think that's good business as well for the future. Someone who can just wait for a year, you know, just to learn his trade on the Fabinho and together with Bicetichin. We have someone that we can actually rotate with, we can give Fabinho a rest, but we have someone that can really develop into a great play in that position as well. So I like the thinking. I think it would be great business, but to pick one of them, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest at the moment i'm happy what we got already but if i need to pick one it's a difficult one what what do you what would you say in that um about that so just uh, to i don't know you know i honestly don't know um only because i've seen more of lavia i just i really i really do enjoy watching him because he's got that he's got that like ability to cover spaces and i think like like fabinho used to we say that like fabinho is like 35 he's not he's not even he's already he 29 <laughs> he should still be doing it now he was a bit better than the last season but he's still not the same but i feel like lavia's got that athleticism and he's got the ability to break up play he's got speed as well he can hold people off um he can bre- break through the midfield he can get through tight spaces all of the stuff basically you want if you and if you just think like if you just paired them alongside a, a Trent, I think he would just. I, I mean, the sky's the limit. I feel like he would absolutely thrive where Trent just like getting hold of the ball. He's just winning the back for him and going there. You go, mate. You just wrap that round the corner for Salah or or Diaz or whoever else. So, yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards Lavia because um, I think the the homegrown stuff is a is a big factor as well. Because on the yeah stat show I did with Mike about like. We've only got one um, non-homegrown spot left now because we've we've signed Soboslai, so we'd have to lose a Thiago or a, a Matip, a Simicas, and um, I mean I was going to say Adrian, but that contract's now confirmed, so he's definitely staying. So yeah. Lavia would fit more with with that type of thing. Yeah, we, we can't forget, you know, that if we get Lavia in that, who's, you know, playing that defensive midfield role, and he's only 19, we can't, you know, we can't forget that he's, you know, the same age, like, or one year older than Bicetic or something like that. He's the same, you know, bracket of player, but he's playing the Premier League already. He got the experience of playing for exactly. Southampton. He's been a regular for them, you know, playing. And even if they were relegated, you already got that experience and you know what it takes. But if you can develop in a better environment under in my opinion, a better uh, manager and, you know, with the better players and just not being stressed into being, you know, a world-class player straight away, but being like, take your time, you know, we we know how, what we're going to work on with you um, and all that. I think that's a great signing and, you know, I've seen people, you know, you know, slagging that kind of transfer off on Twitter. You say, you know, it's not the quality, the you know, Liverpool quality, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if he played for Southampton at a 19-year-old, yes, he was released, you know, not released, but, you know, from, from City. Uh, but that's probably because they would never give him the game time because yeah. of their squad and their uh, quality. But he went to Southampton, he, he got the chance to play, but it's only 19 years of age. Not many players in that age is playing regular football in the Premier League. There's a, f- a few, you know, it's just a few, you know, like a bunch of them doing that. And, if we can buy him, because we know he's not going to go in to be have to be the um, you know the number six and have that responsibility straight away. He will you know learn his trade, like I said. But it's at the same time, if we if we bought uh, Turam instead, we still got the likes of Curtis Jones. We still got the Harvey Elliott. You know we can't just forget about them because now we have bought quality in McAllister and Sobersly, which is two younger midfielders that will 
probably play a lot, you know, give us uh, a new level in midfield and give us obviously a, a, a more uh, a depth of a squad in midfield as well, which make it easier for us when it comes to injuries and who needs to rest uh, and all that kind of stuff. But we can't forget about the young players that we already have. So it seems more um, logical to go for Lavia, in my opinion. So if we do that and we might wait for Turam, if he goes somewhere else, you know, that might be it, but we need to actually look at what we need first and what we need in the long term. And, you know, uh, we can't just push Curtis Jones and Elliot away because of we can buy Turam as well. We need to think of what we've got as well, because, you know, people can give them shit, you know, how much they like. They're still two very talented players that have shown more and more that they can play for Liverpool. And, I, you know, I'll back them up to do greater things in the future. Yeah, especially Jones and the last season, like that run he's, he he went on with um, playing as many games as he did in the row was was warranted. But it it showed how good he was. And like like you said, you were saying about Lavia, like nineteen, like went from City to Southampton. So this this season is his first ever, like as a as a pro playing games in a in a league. He played twenty nine times for Southampton, played thirty four in all competitions. So he's he's trusted by. Their manager, and I mean, you can. I hate, I hate the like. Oh, but they got relegated, and it's like, well, if you're not learned from anything, like when Alden Robertson, what it doesn't matter, like that the team he was in was shit. It, it still, it just means that the rest of the players weren't at his level to keep them up. That, that, that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting now to see who we, who we go with. But there's plenty of quality out there, and. I quite what I'm quite enjoying is we've got McAllister and Sobersly. Um it's just funny to watch like other like rival fans like be a bit worried as well because they are, for <laughs> weirdly they seem to be thinking and I don't know Twitter's not a real snapshot of like what fans is because I don't think anyone else looking in on what a Liverpool fan is via Twitter it's not a normal perception because you're looking at all the knobs basically so the ones I was seeing were probably the equivalent of what they're seeing of us, which is the knobs of the other fans, like not thinking that Liverpool are going to sign anyone because they're in the Europa League, not knowing that. Well, we've got Jurgen Klopp and we've still got shitload of the boss players, and we're we're going to be back in the Champions League next year. Like to these yeah, lads yeah. who are like twenty, twenty two or twenty three, whatever else, one year to them working under a, under a boss and, and maybe doing really well in cups and, and the Premier League. That's more attractive than that. That says a lot. That that's more attractive than say going to Newcastle and being the Champions League with them. So it's just like it's another compliment for what Klopp's trying to do. And I suppose, like I said before, it would have been better if it was last year, but this year, hopefully, we can we can crack on and be a load a load better. I was going to talk yeah, about but- like. Go on, go on, sorry, lad. Yeah, yeah, so it's that's the thing as well when it comes to Liverpool. Like I said, it's 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 the package. It's not only Champions League football. It's the package. You have got the history already, obviously. You got the uh, stadium, which is bigger now. You know, and everyone talking about you know the famous crowd, the famous nights. Yes, it's not Champions League this season, but you know, if you if you look if you're a young lad like. Uh, so it's like, you know, looking at the whole package, you know, you see the players that we got, you, you know, that Jürgen Klopp will be there for, you know, a, a couple of more seasons working under him. You know that you will be trusted. You, you look at everything and be like, yeah, that will do me. Uh, instead of playing Champions League for Newcastle, I don't, you know, no disrespect to Newcastle. You know, they, they are a great club. Obviously, I had more respect, you know, for them before they were bought, you know, with new owners and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, great stadium, great fans, uh, a proper football city like Liverpool as well. Uh, so, you know, obviously there's an attraction there as well. But, you know, just Jurgen Klopp means a lot 
two players to you know work under him and then you know you can't underestimate the history of Liverpool and you know playing at Anfield that is something that you know rival fans can say whatever they want but that is something that many players actually look at and be like yeah you know I want to I want to I want to have a career there I want to you know make a mark in the history of Liverpool that would be great so it's brilliant definitely definitely um i was going to talk about like center backs but i feel like we're quite for for two people that don't like transfers that much i feel like we're talking about a lot of tra- potential transfers but well, we, we seen... like them when they're done when they confirm then we were then we're happy yes like, come on yeah, but you know all the rumors you'd be like ah, oh, yeah. i can't be bothered you know until there's someone actually like paul joyce goes out with it or the actual presentation is done then we're happy but all the rumors that sometimes i can't be bothered with it because too much it's too much here and there up and down so i can't be bothered but yeah yeah it is, it is funny because like i just i just got moan about like oh, i'm sick of like seeing transfer links and then um, Joyce just pops up with a tweet like, "Oh, Zobersly is on Liverpool's radar." And I'm, I'm like, "Yes, I can get it." And it's like <laughs> gone from like zero to a hundred percent in like the space of one tweet. That's just like how fickle I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the some. I mean, we were talking about like centre backs and whatever. Um, there's been question marks whether Matip. I suppose with I mentioned to Mike on the stat show about like with the new system, Robertson's playing like left centre back. He's not playing left back in the same way as he was. And if if he's gonna like continue playing there, I mean, I'm sure we'll still move to four three three in certain games and in game and whatever else, and depending on who we're playing. But if Robertson is playing there, I'm trying to learn that role a little bit more. I struggle to see where Simakas is going to get minutes because if Robbo's in there, and we get a left left footed or left side of centre back. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be difficult for him to get game time. So, I mean, we've been we've been looking at the likes of like Colwell from Chelsea and um, Max Kilman from Wolves. Apparently, um, someone had like a bid turned down. I think it was like Porto or something. I think had like forty million bids for for yeah. Kilman turned down, which is pretty hefty. But I mean, in terms of like homegrown, like those two would count and would be. I think Kilman's twenty six and Colwell's well way younger and is is definitely in a similar to bracket to like. Lavia, like in terms of like a project um, player, so options. I think I think a centre back is, I think it is a must because I think Matip had a few good games last year, but he didn't really play. Obviously, the, the the year before that, he was fucking, he was absolutely amazing. But I think last year, Canate is just is on that trajectory now where he's he's he was our best defender last year by a long way, and Van Dijk's always going to play because. Of who Van Dijk is, obviously we want Van Dijk to raise his levels as well because he was poor last year and for large periods of the season. And I think Matip's maybe, I don't know, maybe we've outgrown Joel Matip as as amazing as he's been and what a legend he's been and whatever. It's just it's just going to be difficult. Like Matip, or do we? I don't know. Do we keep Matip and get rid of Gomez? I think there's it's it's going to be it's going to be. I think it's a difficult one to figure out. But I suppose it depends on the players and what they fancy doing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, I even read about, you know, Liverpool discussion to have a, a contract extension for Martip as well. So, you know, it's, that's the thing. It's really, you know, it's a tough one to see where, who we would go for in terms of prize as well. Because, you know, we, we've been buying uh, midfielders now for not a lot of money, you know, when it comes to the two and the quality that we've got. But, you know, it's still quite a lot of money. And, you know, you're looking at it almost like a hundred million pounds for them too which is obviously great business uh in 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 terms of the quality and the age they're in you know for the future but when you're looking at um 
centre backs with a sweet left foot, it's 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 harder, obviously, because you need to have the quality. You need to be uh, someone who plays with your left foot as well. You know, you need to be really, really good and strong with it. Obviously, uh, you need to be on the market. So, you know, there's been different rumours, like I said. You know, we read uh, different stories about who can be actually be available. Uh, but to me, it's more like. Obviously, I would still trust Robertson to do the job. We play in 4-3-3, but also comes in as that third um, centre-back when going forward, or even if he's going forward as well, but, you know, to drop sometimes and take that position. I think he's, he's experienced enough. He's still quick enough. He's still strong enough to take on that position, even though he's not the tallest. Uh, but, you know, I think he still do good, but obviously we need someone who can come in and do the other kind of job, depending on how we play. But I, I I don't know. That's the thing. Like I I, I haven't seen uh, too much of the players that we've been linked with uh, to you know have my opinion saying we should go for him or whatever. Like when we talk about Sobosla, I'll be like, yeah, I've seen him. I know what he, but I know what he does and I know what he has. So I'm happy with him because I know the quality he has. But when it terms when it comes to um, you know uh, centre backs and in terms of what they can bring to us. I'm not sure. I don't know if you have an opinion on what we, sh- who we should go for, or you know who we link with. That could be someone that is actually in the market to actually be in, uh, you know, okay prize as well to go for. I don't know. It's yeah. tough. It's a re- very tough one. <laughs> to go it is, yeah, I, I think everyone on, I mean, Twitter peeps saying we should get uh, Guardiol, but it looks like Joyce tweeted like two days ago that he's he's on his way to Man City for like eighty six million. Yeah, yeah. Just, we we. He won't pay that for one play, like I said, you know, someone who's, even if he's young and it's all that, you know, and and great, we probably don't do that kind of business. We can't really, like, we we can pay maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 at the top for someone like that, but then you need the quality that almost goes, I wouldn't say straight into the team, but someone who's actually at the level already to compete, and I'm not sure what we're looking for, like, uh, the Dutch guy in, is it Wolfsburg or... Van de Ven, Van de Ven, Van de Ven yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen him, but you know, a young lad playing for the under twenty ones, wasn't he? Like, and even in the, in the first team of uh, Holland as well. But I haven't seen much of him. But you know, people say that he's quick, that he's really good, and all that. And there's other teams after him, so he must have something. But you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him. You know, so I can't, I can't really say anything. Yeah, there's, there's a. I mean, it depends because like Gvardiol would, if we signed him. And we're not, but in, if theory, he'd want to play. He'd want to be first um, part of the first team, and it's like he probably would be. But then, if you want to mix it up and go for like four three three again, then one of them, one of Van Dijk, Canate, and Gvardiol is missing out because you're going back to uh, Robo left back and Trent at right back again, and you're kind of mixing it up from there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think like a a Colwell. From Chelsea because he's a young one. That I suppose that would be good. To, like you said, like come in, have a year of kind of getting to grips with everything, and then you can start to get into the team in the same way Canati's done. We signed him two years ago, and I don't think anyone expected him to come in and have the impact that he has. But he's been, for me, he's the best young defender in the world, and I don't even think it's close. I think I feel like he's that good, especially especially for us in that position where he's covering for Trent. I don't care. I don't think there's anyone better in, in world football than him. So if we do our scouting right and we can get someone else with a left foot on the other side to play this like new hybrid three three with a two in front, 
then I said before, like cheat code, it would, it would start getting to cheat code levels, how good Liverpool can be. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. It's definitely exciting. What, um, what are your thoughts on, on Robertson then? Like, if, if that happened, just say in theory that happened, we're taking someone that is really good, you know, on the left side of the centre back, and we're playing like the three centre backs and playing that, you know, the system where Trent can go into midfield and all that kind of stuff. What, uh, where would that, you know, put Robertson in terms of, yes, we can go back to fourth or three when needed, but he's still that good. So he would consider himself, you know, I should be playing. And to be honest, I would look at him and be like, yes, he should be playing yeah. because he's still one of the best left backs in, in the world. Not probably at the highest level that he was a couple of seasons ago when we won everything, but he's still, you know, in, in the top. I don't know, five, ten. When you look at it, I wouldn't swap in like for anyone really. I would be like, yeah, I'm playing Robinson because he he fights, he runs, he he does his assists. He's, you know, him and Trent, you know, got the records of you know assists in the Premier League. You can't you can't take that away and just no. you know uh, think that someone else is going to come in and even if we play another system, he's still that good. So would that mean that we would go to another system where we actually would sell Robinson to earn quite a lot of money, or would? he'd be happy to you know not play as much you know it, that's a tough one as well because he's still in an age where we should play him every week in and out he's not you know that old he's what is he 28 29 something like yeah. that, i don't know so he's still in you know in his best years in, in in one way as well like he's that's what i mean like we should trust him in developing playing with his with his experience to play in that role that we were just discussing because yes it's not the tallest one but he he knows what it takes to defend though like he knows what yeah. it means and if he can learn that then we kind of solved the problem already and we can have someone younger learning the trade to be in that position when robertson is two years older if you, if you know what i mean yeah well that's why i think like a a younger player is better because like i still think robo will play there i think he mentioned like in a couple of interviews the end of last season like he's he, the team are getting used to it and he's getting used to this new position because there was a few shaky moments last season where he's in positions where he doesn't usually find himself and he's usually he's usually far over on the left if he plays a ball forward and it it doesn't go there then at least he's he's in, he's behind the ball so he can get back there was a times this end of last season where he's like in that left center back position and then if he tries to play a pass like maybe across the box the Kanate or whatever and skip Van Dijk out or try and play one off the trend and it gets cut out then that's where we're like oh fucking hell then we're getting countered and that was happening too much anyway last season so it was just happening more and more so it's something that he can learn definitely because he's he's a he's a very intelligent footballer and like you said he's got he's got pace he's got he's got dribbling he's got attack and he's got a great ball on him so in terms of who's going to be playing there it's definitely Robertson it's just it's just whether um, what we fancy doing with a young player, and then kind of just kind of mould them into that position because we've always got to look to the future. I think that's what all good teams have always got to have. That you've always got to have like a couple of young project players. I know you can't have, you can't have too many because I feel like you it loses the the point of like what a project player is. You need to give them minutes as well, like Bacetic and Jones and whatever else. And as in the past couple of years, you need a couple of players that you can go right. Here's the first. Here's the lads that are playing. Be as good as him every day in training, and in two years, that spot's yours. Or next year, whatever, however long it takes them, depending on how good they are. But we've seen yeah. it, with, like I mentioned, with Canate. It's already happened with Canate. So, if players come in and show the right application and and have all, or obviously got quality, then there's loads of opportunities in in its in a team like Liverpool, where I think the the move into the new formation, I think it's, I mean, it's obviously better. It's obviously better for all of us to kind of 
get the best out of Trent because I think that's where I was yeah. just sick of seeing Trent getting fucking shit every week going, oh, Trent can't defend. Where's, where's Trent? Where is he? Why isn't he there? Now he's in the mid and now he's bossing it. So that's, it's good that's the thing with yeah, and that's the thing with creativity as well. When we talk about Trent, we know what he can do from the midfield position already because he's proven it, you know, and we knew what he can do from the from the right back position. You know, he's done it for years and he's one of the best in the world. But now, you know, it takes us to another level when he bosses around in the midfield and you know, when Southgate understood that <laughs> he should use him, you know, in in, the, in you know the national team as well. Uh, but then we got our you know people you know compared so in, in one way to our own Kevin De Bruyne. You know, maybe you know it's hard to you know compare anyone with Kevin De Bruyne because he's been on the you know world stage and one of the best in the world for many many years. But I understand what they mean when they do you know compare them because with the foot you know the way he passes in the ball into spaces and i think that's what we're looking at we're looking at from even more creativity from the midfield obviously both McAllister and Zabuslai, but then you've got trent um and you also you know got players who possibly can fit into playing darwin nunez more of a nine as well because with his runs and with the feet from midfield in a different way than you know Henderson, you know, he's got a good passing range, but not that kind of passing. You know, we've got Trent and Zobosla, who's different levels, I would say, and, you know, uh, McAllister as well, but what he would bring. But, you know, like you mentioned before, with you've got Diaz, Gakpo, Darwin, Salah, you know, running around. It will be difficult for teams to, you know, defend against the quality of of passing range that we got from Trent, Zobosla and McAllister, you know, in midfield. And that's what I like that we brought in these new lads and we got Trent coming up into midfield because it will mean that we will play differently, but we'd also probably create more uh, goal scoring uh, opportunities from midfield as well with the new lads. So, and we need that. So I'm very excited to see how we're going to play because I think it's going to be another, I wouldn't say the same kind of rock and roll, you know, pressing Liverpool that we saw with Klopp in the start in the first season where everything just, everyone just, you know, kept on running and killing everyone, you know, just running. But I think we will see more more creativity from midfield and another pace in the game that we play instead of, you know, slowing it down because we, yeah. we were a bit frustrated last season. It went, you know, took too long in midfield. You know, it was a little bit too slow. But with the new lads, I think we will see, you know, the balls moving quicker. We will see the balls coming into spaces for the, the front three who everyone got pace. So it will be a fucking nightmare for defenders to defend against all those crosses mm. coming in, you know, from different positions. So I'm just really looking forward to it. I think Liverpool are really, really clever in terms of what we need for next season they've been looking at it and just analyzing and, and, and thinking we need more goals from midfield we probably need more uh creativity for the types of player that we've got, got in the front three as well to make sure that darwin nunez get more balls that he can you know finish off because i think he will finish off loads we've got gakbo still you know can play in different positions so um you know with the transfers that we already done i'm really happy and then we'll see what we do but you know um how, how if we're gonna play with the uh, three centre backs and with Trent in midfield and all that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling like this. I'm, you know, yeah, rub, rubbing, yeah, <laughs> no, rubbing my hands. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to. It. That's the thing. Yeah, and and we just wanted to finish on the um the new away kit because we were going to do this show last week, but then with all the Zaba Sly stuff and whatever, and we were talking before we started recording about like the um the picture with. Zobosly with the um the green, white and, and red of the of the kits. And that was just 
that was just genius, genius stuff. The the colours of of Hungary, of course, um, all it just lined up perfectly because the new kit's green. It just it just lined up perfectly for what it was, and that was just a genius. But what are you, what are your thoughts on the on the new kit before we before we finish up? Because it's it, when I first seen it, I was like, yeah, I was obviously inspired by the ninety five ninety six one, which is just like iconic for me. That is like I was only like what six or seven um so just a young kid but that was one of the first kits that i was like that is absolutely to quote you beautiful absolutely beautiful <laughs> um but yeah i think it's one of them like it, it's it's decent and i think people get a bit too bogged down with looking at kits and being like oh whatever shit do 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 something else instead but it's one of them like if if we win loads of games in it you'd be like because like, there's been times where we've wore a kit in, in previous years and if we never win on it in it and then we wear it, you're like, oh, we're not going to win because we're wearing that kit. And it's like a psychological thing. It's like, oh, we're wearing that yeah. kit. We're not going to win. <clears throat> and I just think it's funny. But I just think it, I just think it, if we win loads in that kit, then it's it's a nice kit because of that. And that's I think that's that's my point of view anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I, li- I like the connection to the night um, final six. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was only nine, ten. Yeah, but I remember. You know, it takes me back to you know the photos that we've seen as well. Robbie Fowler with his blonde hair and all that. Uh, yeah. You know, so you know, you still you, what you've seen all the photos now, but I still remember um, the colours of it and stuff. I think even my dad gave me one. You know, when I was a kid. So you know, it's a it's a bit of a nostalgia feeling for me that kit. And now when you connect it to the new one, I I, I do like it because they wanted to have that kind of feeling to it but with a modern touch obviously and i you know i'm i'm one of them who just be like as long as the home kit the red one is nice because that means so much to me but i don't really care about the way kits in the third kit we have some we had some awful through you know the years you know i think when when i was living in england we had this kind of black purple something i didn't like that but to be honest i i like this one i thought you know when you looked at the, at the photos of the players wearing them, I yeah. thought like everyone, everyone looks boss, you know, and even, you know, Klopp together with Trent and with this little, you know, they had this hand camera or whatever. They tried to go back to that feeling oh, yeah, of yeah. the mid 90s and all that. I thought it's quite cool. I, was, I, I saw some tweets saying, you know, it's really bad. It doesn't look good. But in my opinion, like you said, I do like it. I'm I'm not one of them buying loads of kits. I don't because I never wear them. I, I don't want them to just be lying around in the wardrobe anyway. So I don't really buy kits. But sometimes when these kind of kits comes out, I'll be like, I might just go and buy that. To be honest, when I'm over next time, I might go in and get one because I think it's cool. Because I like the retro one with a bit of a, you know, going back in history, but still having this modern touch to it. But you can actually connect it to a period of time where, you had the uh, profiles like Fowler, for example. So, in my opinion, it's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the. Um, there's a really funny clip going round of I think it was Canate and Robbo, and then Klopp comes in and grabs like a green, a green yeah. vest or whatever, and then puts it on Robertson, and then he's just literally just like pissing himself laughing and Rob Robertson's just trying to style it out by pretending he's looking cool and he just doesn't because it's like a fucking <laughs> green like fairy vest it's proper yeah that was that was that that was the highlight for me it was absolutely hilarious um but yeah let's let's leave it there like we've done quite a bit there on all kinds of transfer news and all kinds of shit new players and whatever all the good stuff um 
But yeah, Liverpool will be back. I, I don't even know when the first game is. I can't even remember now. But it's not. It's not. It's not too far away, is it? The first I, friendly game. Yeah, I saw something today, but I can't remember now. I think it's like a second. Um, not like I think the weekend now coming up, like next weekend. Obviously, the, the weekend coming up now is like when some of the players going to be back or something like that. And then yeah. a little bit late the next next week, all of them will be back and it will take another a week or two until the first mm. game, I think. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I guess we will uh, do more shows then when everything starts again and whenever, you know, all the boys are back together and he's going to start playing preseason and friendlies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I've just checked. We play, um, we play our first friendly two weeks um, it says fifth, yeah, two weeks on Wednesday. So we've got first friendly against Carl. I can never say that name, Carl Carl Rouge. I don't know. I can, I can never say that. I've just absolutely fucked that up, haven't I? German, is it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, Carl, yeah I, I would probably say Carl Rouge, but I'm not sure. I think I think didn't um, didn't good old Sean Dundee play for them? I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, Carl, Carl, Carl Rouge. I, yeah, I think. Um, uh, Oliver Kahn started his career in the, uh, for them as well. Did he? Yeah. Look. I'm just did... having a quick. I'm having a quick look. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. Oh he did. yeah. Yeah. He played there ninety-five to ninety-eight. Came to us, played three games, and then fucked off to Stuttgart, and then went back there again in two thousand and four. Yeah. So, yeah. Check Oliver Kahn as well for me. So you know that would be you know uh, next person to pick for a quiz. Me. <laughs> right there, Oliver Kahn, and let's see. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 80, yeah. 87. I oh, know there. Youth career 75 until 90. Fucking hell. I oh, know there. From fucking hell, he was there for ages. Jesus Christ. Then, because he's at, he was at Bayern for 14 years. I suppose he did play till he was ancient, though, didn't he? To be fair, he was he was still like 52, like darting around <laughs> everywhere. He um, was amazing though, fucking hell. Yeah, great, great player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's some some links there, and there's another there's another game on the 24th, and I'm not even going to try and say that one. It's Gertha Firth. I just sound like I'm speaking like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm Gertha Firth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Gertha Firth, maybe. I've never, know. I've never heard of them. I've heard of Carl Rouge. I've never heard of them, but yeah, we've got them on the 24th. And then I'm sure we'll have a couple more as well in there. There's Leicester, um, there's Leicester, there's Bayern, of course, Sadio Mane, if he's still there at that point. Yeah. Before we get stuck into Chelsea, first game of the season, which can't come round. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to it that much because I, I thought like we might not <laughs> sign many players because I was just I was just getting too sucked into Twitter and whatever. But now. Bring it on, bring it, bring it on. It's not too, it's not too far away, but we'll be doing loads more once the season kicks off. And I'm sure we'll try and fit someone in um, in the next in a couple of weeks as well. Other other little bits that we've been meaning to do, like player profiles and whatever else. We've got loads that we need to do, so we'll try and we'll try and get them in. But as always, thanks everyone for listening. If you if you're still listening, then you are a true true copite podcast legend. And I'm not just speaking about you, Paul, because I know you're definitely still listening. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. Um, but thanks, everyone, for listening. Nice one to Christian, as always, for jumping on. And, um, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Nice one. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.